0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Greeny with Mike
1: Greenberg, the podcast. Bruce Arians is stepping down as Buccaneers head coach, but was it really his decision? It is Greeny. On ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, Chris Carlin in for Greenie. today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are just getting the ball rolling in a jam-packed show today that will include so much, including where the New England Patriots now stand moving forward and why the end is near. And Julius Randle shows no effort whatsoever in wanting to play for the Knicks, but... Is it really his fault? We're going to get into all of that, but right now, let's roll. Here we go! Go, go.
2: Only one place to start.
1: And that one place is with the news last night of Bruce Arians stepping down to move into a front office role with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It is hard to imagine for even one moment that a move like this would happen This late in the game, a few weeks after Tom Brady announces that he will return for next season, and not to believe that Tom Brady had something to do with it. Now, did he come to the Buccaneers and say, look, I am not coming back unless Bruce Arian steps down, because we know that they were not necessarily always on the same page. And as much as Brady, two years ago when leaving New England, wanted to find that new home, just to find out what it was like on the other side, what it was like to be out from under the thumb of Bill Belichick, he found himself in a place in Tampa where there was more freedom among the players. There was not necessarily the day-to-day pressure that was going to be on him, on everybody involved, yet he would still find his own way to get the job done. But At the same time, Brady now seems to be yearning for that time a little bit again. As Todd Bowles takes over, Todd Bowles comes more from the Parcells tree, from the Belichick tree of coaching. He's not going to walk in the door and completely turn everything around and change the style of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers altogether. But it is odd timing because we are now considering that Tom Brady retired too soon without thinking enough about it and did it in too much of an emotional factor. And then he comes back and the head coach tells him shortly thereafter that he's leaving? Do we really believe that Tom Brady makes these kinds of uncalculated, uninformed moves at this juncture of his career? Of course we don't. Of course we don't. So Arians now is stepping down. Here's Peter King from this morning on KJM, Football Morning in America, who broke the story.
0: From Arians' standpoint, he always wanted to leave this team to the guys who, he, who had coached with him for a long time or who he knew for a long time. Todd Bowles, uh, going back to the days in Arizona before Todd Bowles got the Jets job, Bruce Arians loves Todd Bowles, loves him. And he wanted to make sure that if he left this team that he was going to be able to give it to a coach who he knew and respected. And he was going to be able to do it while the 31 coaches and staff people he had were taken care of.
1: And with that in mind, I think this is where we landed. We landed basically through a negotiation of the last few weeks. Brady would come back if Arians wasn't going to be the coach. And this is complete speculation on my part, but it's hard not to imagine that Brady had some sort of a hand in this when you understand that he has a certain way of doing things and it's a lot more regimented than maybe things were done before. I also think Brady is feeling himself a little bit here. He has a power in Tampa Bay that he never Possessed before playing in New England, even being the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. It was clear he never possessed that power because he lost a power struggle in New England with Bill Belichick. Was he going to lose a power struggle with Bruce Arians? Highly unlikely. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a Super Bowl because Brady was the quarterback. It's that simple. Tom Understood that, too. Now, the timing of this is bizarre. We could talk about Bowles being the guy to succeed here. And there are lessons that he could take out of his first time around with the Jets as a head coach. But this is a completely different situation. This is a team that is ready to win right now. And this is not your typical situation with a head coach stepping away who had had so much remarkable success and had won multiple Super Bowls where you're going to look at this and say, all this guy can do is fail. If he wins, nobody's going to give him any credit. Well, as much as you might want Todd Bowles to succeed, this is a decision if you're Bruce Arians, if that was truly the case, you would have made earlier in the offseason. If this was completely up to Bruce, And we're assuming that it was not health-related. Why wasn't this made a month, two months ago? A month and a half ago? Are you trying to avoid what Tom did in being too emotional and then walking away? It doesn't feel that way. We've already gone through free agency. Why would you not put your head coach already in place if he was going to be the guy before – Free agency even began. We're coming up less than a month away from the draft. Free agency is in the rearview mirror, so voluntarily you decide to do it right now? As we're on the doorstep of April? To me, Brady forced this. And Arians was not going to do it quietly if he didn't get Bowles to succeed him, He didn't get everything he wanted in terms of a a negotiation there, taking care of the people that you heard Peter King talk about. He was not going to do it quietly otherwise. And the last thing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to do is tick off Brady even further and make him look like the bad guy. So many times that happens in sports. So many times it happens in sports where, People force their way and want to get what they want because they have power, but they also don't want to get the blame for being the bad guy in the situation. It, in some ways, is gutless. In other ways, it's understandable because nobody wants to have the black hat on. But honestly, think about it for a second. No offense to Bruce Arians here. Is anybody going to really look at Tom Brady any differently if at this point in his career he forces a bit of a power play? Is anybody going to do that? Is anybody going to change their opinion of him being the greatest of all time or their perception of what he is? I don't see it. I don't see that happening, and I think it's just one of those situations where you have to understand – Guys are afraid to look like the bad guy in that spot. So what was the Brady role in this? Here's Adam Schefter last night on Spain and Fitz.
2: Well, I I do think that it is a decision made by Bruce Arians. I do think that. Now, I do think that there also will be speculation about the question that you asked. That will come up. I don't know that we're ever going to say how valid it is or isn't. Um, there's been speculation about their relationship, about how well they do or don't get. Along. I think Tom's got a healthy amount of respect for Bruce Arians. But I think those questions do exist. And I think they'll continue to come up here. I don't have an exact answer for you other than those questions will be asked, which I think is in and of itself something that is of note.
1: Those, those questions exist because they're valid. They're valid questions. This does not happen without Tom Brady not only not being on board, but forcing the issue. I absolutely, 100% believe that. Tom Brady has power in Tampa Bay that he has never had before in his entire professional career. As difficult as that is to grasp, it's 100% true. And I think the sooner we realize that this was the case, the... Quicker you all move on from it And the Buccaneers get going Or when I say you all, I mean everybody moves on from it And the Buccaneers hit the ground running With Todd Bowles as their head coach This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless No contract, no compromise Chris Carlin in Fort Greeny today On ESPN Radio And on ESPN Plus Up next So where from here For the Buccaneers We'll visit with somebody who spoke to both Bruce Arians, and Todd Bowles in the last day. That in just moments. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL insider, joins us on set next on ESPN Radio. Greenie, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you Help.com/slash/Greeny. slash greeny g-r-e-e-n-y
3: passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: First, let's get Garth in Florida up on the whole Bruce Arian situation here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Garth, what's up, man?
0: Hey, Chris, how are you today? Good, you? Uh, Good, buddy. Um, So, you know, I hear a lot of the goings-on now, you know, about it was a Brady power play, and maybe it is because, you know, the organization like to probably keep that stuff under wraps and we might not ever know. Um, but yeah, I'm a Bucks fan and, you know, Todd Bowles a couple years ago was signed to a really high contract, even as a coordinator, uh, one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in the league. And you kind of had that feeling because Arians is loyal to his staff, like you had said uh, in the prior uh, section. And, you know, this is one of those things where Arians has always been one of those guys where he likes diversity. He's hired oh, yeah. female coordinators, assistants. Um, you know, we've you know, with what's going on with the you know the new Rooney rule, like this seemed like a perfect scenario. Um, eventually, anyways, and like he said yesterday um, in a press conference, you know that I was watching online on Bucks.com it helps for him to move on with Brady in place. You know, uh, without Brady, we were looking at maybe Kyle Trask well, in a couple of, of years. Listen, and- you
1: have to <laughs> lead Bulls in a position, and thanks for the call, to be successful. And when Brady opted to come back, it it obviously leaves him in that place to be successful. But it's hard to imagine that Brady would make those kinds of decisions in that kind of a vacuum. So, for more on this, we turn to ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini, who joins us in studio, giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, you talk to Bruce Arians, you talk to Todd Bowles. What's your take on all of this right now?
4: My take is uh, they were surprised, but not shocked by all this. I'll start with with now. Tampa Bay Bucks head coach Todd Bowles, uh, who was informed on Monday that he was going to be taking over. Bruce gave him a call and said, this is going to be my decision. I'm going to step away, and uh, the organization wants you to be the the head coach now moving forward. And, and Todd said it was really bittersweet for him. He said, you know, I, I've known Bruce for a long time, going all the way back to Temple. Um, he's a friend and he said, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much Bruce does for the organization on a day to day. Um, he said, so it took me a a while to, to really grasp a little bit of mourning of having, you know, to, to move on without him, uh, on the coaching staff into actually having the realization that he's a head coach again. Uh, you know, I asked him if he moved into his office yet. He said, you know, not just yet. I'm gonna give that some time. Uh, but he certainly knows he's got a lot of work to do. Uh and, and just from talking to other people with the Tampa Bay Bucks organization about, you know, why Todd Bulls. For, for the last few seasons, I had always heard from players and, and members of the coaching staff that Todd had such a s has such a significant presence there. And while Bruce is the head coach, or at least was, Todd made a lot of big decisions and players respond to him really well and when I spoke with um, someone this morning about why him specifically in terms of this transition and it's just seemed that they believed he's got the best grasp of the roster the game plan the way this organization moves um, and he's got a great relationship with Tom Brady and you know that's got to be important.
1: Okay the timing feels weird. It does. What 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 do you make of the timing of this situation?
4: Oh, I tried so hard to really get the answer from these guys um, because, you know, something feels weird. It's almost April. This, come, this announcement's made. And, and maybe these, this is one of those situations where we want it to be juicier than it may be. Um, you know, look, maybe we, we'll be wrong when we reflect back on this. But from what I can gather through the conversations, when Tom Brady announced his retirement officially, Bruce had ideas about retiring himself before Tom did it. And he didn't want to leave ownership and the entire club in a position where they're losing their starting quarterback, uh, the greatest of all time, and then also losing their head coach. So he stayed. And then Brady comes back, and it changes everything. And now felt like the right time uh, to pass the baton to Todd Bowles. So, look, that, that sounds like a, a very sweet story but it may be the truth you know we're all so negative and we always think there's more to it but uh maybe there isn't and and, and maybe this is just Bruce Arians going I'm almost 70 years old he's gonna turn 70 in October he's got grandkids he's lived a lot of life a lot of life and he's got stories for days about it and, and maybe now he just wants to, to to enjoy it
1: I live in the negative I swim in the negative you do it's where I know you will it's where I habitate um so I'm naturally going to assume that there was some sort of a power play here. Is It It may not be the case, but first of all, what was your take on the whole brady arians relationship?
4: Look, he, I was always against Tom Brady going to the Bucks, and then obviously the laugh was on me. They went to Super Bowl because I've been around enough people in New England. I talked to enough people who've, been in that system, who who live and breathe the patriot way, to know it is hard to leave there and 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 have expectations uh, when you go somewhere else of the patriot way. And Tom Brady, you know, lived a certain style of life. Um, you know, most of us have seen now on ESPN the you know Brady's uh, documentary, and you know you hear Teddy Bruschi, you you know you hear Willie McGinnis, you hear Mike Vrabel talk about the culture, the the expectations they have on each other. And to go from that to where I knew Bruce Arians' environment and the way he coached, the culture he has, is so much looser. Uh, It's a little bit more fun. And I wasn't sure if it was going to work. So here's Brady trying to escape the Patriot way to go to Tampa Bay, and he needed a break from it. And I think what happened was the break was nice. But when you want to win again (laughs) consistently, right, because that's the difference between New England and everywhere else. They consistently do things. Nothing changes there. I think when he want he yearns for that consistency now, which is this transition from Bruce to Todd. I think immediately upgrades this team because Todd Bowles is the closest to uh, the way New England does it um, in terms of personality, expectations, and, and relationships with players.
1: See, that's interesting to me because and it's ESPN NFL Insider Diana Rossini joining us, Chris Carlin, and for Greeny today. I've heard you say that. I heard Mike Tannenbaum say it this morning. This is immediately an upgrade for the Buccaneers. So what does that say about the situation with Arians when that's the case? Because Tom was used to doing it a certain way.
4: I think it's one of those positions or situations where maybe you don't see it that way. You don't realize it. Maybe Bruce saw it that way. Maybe Bruce knew that Todd would be better at this Um I think sometimes you don't see it until you're forced to. And now mm. there's now we're all looking at it going, hmm, Todd has command. He has a style that fits the way Brady probably wants it. And I don't think it's the what Brady wanted a year, two years ago. I think Bruce was perfect for that chapter in Tom's life. But now, trying to do this at his age and, and – and, trying to go for another Super Bowl ring, which it's, you know, I'm thinking in my head that's berserk that he wants that many, but <laughs> I, I get it. Go for it, buddy. Uh, shoot high. Uh, I, I think this can this can really work. And, and I think free agents are going to want to play for Todd Bowles. Todd has an incredible reputation with guys. I, I mean, even when I covered the Jets here, they weren't winning a lot. And when teams don't win a lot, you hear a lot about the head coach. You hear everything. And guys were never talking bad about him. It was just, yeah, yeah this was some disagreements. Don't get me wrong. There were yeah. some things but not the way I've seen with other teams when, you know, the players are done with the head coach, they're done.
1: Okay, the overtime rule that got changed this yeah. week. Uh, talking to people around the league, we know it can vote by owners, what's the take, generally speaking, from people you've talked to about it?
4: So uh, I spoke with some people that were sitting on the competition committee, actually, about how it all went down. And, you know, some stats that were pointed out was, I think it was like 10 to 2 in terms of the coin toss. 10 times you win the coin toss, that team would win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and think about that like because they get the ball. It's that basic. That's not fair. And apparently there was someone on the committee who who said during their sessions we are paying these quarterbacks so much money. Don't you want both quarterbacks to get an opportunity to do something? We know the fans do, but as from a business model, from a business sense, don't you want that opportunity? Uh, so that was one layer to it, and I, and I really liked that because I think that makes sense. Um, it only being the postseason also made sense in terms of how owners do things. They'll change. not going to change that much, right? So that, yeah. that was the simple answer I got when I asked about that. Uh, but my favorite conversation I had with the coach uh, about the new rule was essentially teams, if they win the coin toss, are going to choose to play defense first. Because then they can decide how they want to score when they get the ball back. They know what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Exactly. So, um, I love it. I think it's great. We need it. Um, I preferred the Titans proposal. I thought that was way more fun. It had more pressure to it. Um, Titans made that proposal because they have Derrick Henry, by the way. (laughs) Agreed. And you know what's so funny? You look at the Titans. I don't blame them. You look at their uh, overtime situations this year. They were never even in it. Uh, but, you know, just from talking to them, too, at the owner's meeting, for them, it was it was that Bills-Chiefs game. That yeah. that, that was the game that, that moved this ball, literally. Um, so now we got this, and, and I think it's just going to make the postseason even more exciting than it was last year, and last year was wild.
1: All right. I always enjoy your perspective when sports crosses over into life, and there's a, huh? a, a debate that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. This weekend, there is a couple that is getting married down south. The wife or the wife-to-be, is a Duke fan. The husband-to-be is a North Carolina fan. This is the first time that these two teams are meeting in the NCAA tournament, ever after an incredibly storied uh, rivalry between the two, and Mike Krzyzewski is coaching potentially his last game. The wedding is scheduled. What do you do? You are relatively—how long have you been married now, three years? One year. One year, okay. That's
4: why, that's why I'm still glowing. I know this thing's going to end soon. Not, well, the, not the marriage, glad. the happiness. Not <laughs>
1: unlike myself, you are always glowing. But, <laughs> the happiness, very nice. What do you do, Diana, if you are planning this wedding and this, I mean, really, it, it is the, the wedding equivalent of a nuclear bomb going off.
4: The wedding isn't Saturday, correct? That, no, th- th- the th-
1: wedding is Saturday. Bubba, <sighs> correct me. Am I correct? The wedding is Saturday, correct? Oh yeah, Saturday
4: night. Saturday night. Right in the middle of the game. That is, uh, first of all, you have the wedding. Okay, as somebody that had to deal with COVID situations and restrictions and changing things, it was a headache. Have the darn wedding. But you better make sure not only are you going to have the top-notch open bar situation and and what is the top-shelf liquor there, you're going to make sure that there are TVs getting rolled in there. I think that's, only fair to have an area. Right. Maybe even in like the smoking section, if they even have those anymore, where people can just kind of gather and watch. You have to have the game on because otherwise people are going to be looking at their phones down, checking it. Uh, I've been to weddings before where I've been like that. And you might as well just lean into this thing at this yeah. point and, and just get everyone involved. And maybe it could turn out to be something to make the party even better. But what about
1: your long-term concern for that marriage in particular when somebody is coming out the loser on their wedding night, yeah that night.
4: that's that's the tough pill to swallow there because nobody wants to go to bed on their wedding night a little annoyed. And I don't care how in love you are mm. when your team didn't win. No, it's... and it's your significant other's team that beat you. It's just it's it's hard. So maybe maybe you save the honeymoon for another. Maybe <laughs> consummate the marriage for another night. That's the punishment. Put
1: the honeymoon off. I'll see you in a week. Let's spend a little time away from one another to get this behind us. That's actually not bad. That's actually not bad. I like it. I like it. Well done, as usual. This is why we come to you for life advice. Nobody wants
4: my advice. (laughs) Believe me. Good luck to them.
1: ESPN NFL insider Diana Rossini with us. Awesome stuff. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We also want to remind you that in addition to that, there is also this weekend a a final four that we will get into a little bit later on that is a little bit more unusual than perhaps you realize. We We will explain why here very shortly. First up, though, the job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter, Gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiters AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers. Feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive on ESPN Plus as well. There is also the flip side of Tom Brady's former team, the New England Patriots, and where they stand right now. It's funny. Earlier in the week, we heard from Robert Kraft at the owners' meetings, who is a little bit frustrated with where his team stands right now. Take a listen.
3: It bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years. If it takes, if it takes a few years for the team to to be, you know, in true contention, or do you expect that to
1: happen as I, soon as this year?
3: Uh, I expect it to happen
1: as soon as this year. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for that to happen. Duh. It's obviously been a massive building year in the AFC. But think about this for one moment. The Patriots are not going to see that happen, primarily because of their approach the last couple of years. Yes, Tom Brady has moved on, and we know that that is the biggest factor. What did the Patriots do last year after a 7-9 and season Which they didn't make the playoffs With just being removed from Brady They went through the Cam Newton era All of that They went out and spent a lot of money in free agency And they saw a little bit of a boost In the results from that By going from 7 wins to 10 wins But you cannot expect that to continue If you're Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick And here's why The 33rd team, which is Mike Tannenbaum's website, did a brilliant study on the breakdown of the teams that spend as much money as they do in free agency, the top spending teams in free agency, and what happens to them. And initially, in that first year, the study showed, this is from 2012 through 2021, that on average, the team would improve by almost five wins there would be a massive jump in that year one. And the Patriots saw a three-win jump in year one, even with Mac Jones as their quarterback. And that's pretty impressive, right? Well, they must be ready to take that next step with Mac Jones, not necessarily. The study also showed that when you move forward beyond that, those teams all took a massive, massive dive in the following second and third year after spending that much in free agency. There were three teams primarily that didn't, that three teams that were able to maintain that success, and they were teams that had their quarterbacks being Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and Josh Allen. It's not hard to figure out how those teams are able to maintain their success. Yet, Robert Kraft is expecting that to happen with Mac Jones, at quarterback, who is largely unestablished in so many ways. The last vision that we all have of Bill Belichick in the playoffs is losing by 30 points in Buffalo this past year. That may be the last time Bill Belichick ever sees the playoffs as a head coach because the Patriot dynasty has clearly come to an end, and it certainly looks more and more, when you look at it from an analytical standpoint, as Mike Tannenbaum did, that the Patriot era, so to speak, of success has come to an end. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. There is so much more to get to, including some absolutely crazy Comments this morning from one executive in a major position in professional sports. Greeny, the podcast.
2: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: There have been some bizarre things said by Brian Cashman over the years, but this one's up there. This one is truly up there. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today presented... By Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average.
2: I'm sorry, what? What, what, what? I'm sorry,
0: what?
1: what? I'm sorry, what?
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: Bubba, I'm a little disappointed that Nuno is not here today for this. Because this, to me... Oh, man, yeah, we're missing him. We might have to call him, honestly. We may. I mean, let's let's deliberate on that if it's I mean, we're not going to have him tomorrow either. But I, I, I frankly I want Nuno to have to answer for this because this is to me one of the most just galling things that you can ever say. If you're the general manager of the New York Yankees, what am I talking about? Brian Cashman in an article from The Athletic today is quoted talking about the last several years in Yankee history and how the team has been constructed and how they haven't won. And of course the biggest knock on the Yankees is that they have not won a world. They have won one world series in the last 20 plus years. And of course that is not supposed to be the Yankee way. And Brian Cashman has been the consistent, he has been the common denominator over the last 20 years in that he has been the general manager for that entire time. So here was his quote today in The Athletic as to why that has not happened. The only thing that stopped us was something that was so illegal and horrific. So I get offended when I start hearing that we haven't been to the World Series since 2009 because I'm like, well, I think we actually did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back up, drafted well traded well, developed well, signed well, the only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off, end quote, in relation to the 2017 Astros. This is galling on a couple of fronts. Number one, suggesting that they've drafted well and developed well, is just inaccurate. If you look at the Yankees' history over the last 20 years, they have truly drafted one star player, and that's Aaron Judge. That's not saying over that entire period that you have drafted well. Gary Sanchez was good early, but he never developed properly. The majority of the Yankee success that they've had has come from imports. Glaber Torres was an import from the Chicago Cubs. Okay, all of that aside, those two things are factually inaccurate. But here's the bigger problem. You're going to cast dispersions. The only reason we didn't win was because of those cheating sons of guns down in Houston, and it's all their fault. Yet, not 10 days ago, Randy Levine... The president of the New York Yankees is continuing to work as hard as he can to get a letter that a federal appeals court said had to be unsealed from Rob Manfred to Brian Cashman that allegedly shows Major League Baseball covered up the extent of the Yankees' actions during the 2017... Apple Watch scandal that involved the Red Sox, if you'll remember. The Yankees do not want that public because, as Randy Levine himself said, it brings disrepute to us. It hurts our reputation. So you're going to sit there and point to the sign-stealing scandal of the Houston Astros. And your own dirty laundry is going to be aired any day of the week. Are you out of your freaking mind? We all, we all know what happened. <clears throat> we all know, excuse me, what happened back then. The Yankees just need to lay low in the grass, but Brian Cashman has just now, I mean, this makes him, Bubba, this makes him sound like an insane person. Why would you possibly point the finger at somebody else just days before something else could come public? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, his wording is just so funny. What does he say? Like horrific and horrific? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the horrific scandal. Let me see here. The, the direct quote was horrific and illegal. Yeah, horrific. And I mean, his wording is just such an odd choice. And it's just so funny. Like you said, you lay everything out that we know happened. And that's where he's going? That's the reason why they didn't win? Like, okay, I guess. If you want to point to that and say that's why you don't have a championship and you are about to look as, just frankly, as stupid as possible when this is all on the way, you have lost all perspective. i tell you, Brian Cashman, and I've called him this for a long time, is the fifth Steinbrenner. And he has been Teflon for a really long time. This is among the dumbest things that I have ever heard uttered by the Yankees general manager. Trust me, that's saying something. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.